Coming to you from Studio B today here at the DNVR Bar and Studios. And the B stands for big week for the Denver Broncos. Huge week for the Denver Broncos as they continue down the path of finding their next head coach. So then they can continue down the path of finding their next owner, getting this whole damn thing straightened out. Uh, it's going to be a huge week for the Broncos. It's also always a huge week over at MSU Denver, our presenting sponsor, msudenver.edu slash online, where you can go to scope out all they have to offer. We're talking 750 total classes, 45 plus online and hybrid programs. So you can get the right education for you. And MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other college institution. So if you're looking to work a full-time job while furthering that education, so then you can get a better full-time job. Hit up our friends over at MSU Denver Online. My boy, what is up, my friend? I know you were away, so welcome back. You didn't miss anything, and the Broncos coaching search is getting juicier by the minute, literally. It literally is. Um, Mace not here right now. He should be here any minute. Uh, he'll join us on the set here. There's a um, an MLK Day parade going yes. on out there on Colfax, which is awesome to see. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, of course, we're thinking about that today. Um so there's a lot to talk about, Zach, especially since I haven't been here um, since, I guess, last Wednesday was my last yep. show. Um, we've got a lot to catch up on, but I don't think anything is more important to catch up than our headline of today. Now, I'll preface this by saying I predicted the, the Niners to win, so it wasn't some shocker upset to me, but neither Kellen Moore... Nor Dan Quinn looked like geniuses yesterday as the Dallas Cowboys laid an egg and lost and really could have gotten blown out. Then they miraculously almost win the game. Yep. Um, so I guess they get a little bit of credit for that. But they did not look like geniuses as the Cowboys lost to the Niners yesterday. No, and, but, and, and you say, well, the, the, the 49ers only scored 23 points. Didn't Dan Quinn do a pretty good job? I mean, it was they, they got off to a really bad start on defense, and then it seemed like the 49ers were playing, we don't want to lose this game. Uh, and, and so they started playing differently. Yeah, um, Dan Quinn was probably telling everyone about Kyle Shanahan, what happens when he tries to not lose a game. <laughs> Ouch, and it almost happened. I mean, wouldn't that be something? If Dan Quinn got the better of Kyle Shanahan, that would be nuts. Uh, and so I don't want, and then obviously the 49er, or the, the Cowboys offense under Kellen Moore, they had seven points midway through the fourth or mm -hmm. something until garbage time came around. So both units had a disappointing day. Yes, they did. I don't want to put too much on one game, but I'm letting this one pass for Dan Quinn. Mm. But... That last play. Oh, you're putting that on Kellen Moore. Who dialed it up? I'm putting it on whoever dialed it up. If it's McCarthy, if he wants to be the fall guy, then I take it off uh, of Kellen Moore because I don't want to put too much on. But Ryan, I mean, we, we have this conversation pretty much every single week after a Broncos game. It felt like game management and just doing stupid things when it mattered the most. Can you go from that to what we just saw last night where the lights were the brightest and you come up with just an abysmal way to end a game, if that was Kellen Moore's decision, and we can talk about that whole play, man, that does factor in. I, um, I would agree. Uh, but I, we got to know how that, you yeah. know, a lot of times in those late game situations, things change in terms of who's making the call. Yep. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here. There was a timeout right before that play. Yep. So what happened yeah, so let's was reset. Yes. Uh, obviously, uh, the Cowboys are down six. They get the ball back with what? 40 seconds left. Yep. They've got to go all the way down. Um, 80 yards, 40 seconds, no timeouts. 
and Pretty tough task. They were chunking away at the Niners uh, for the first half, really, uh, of the drive. And what happened was the Niners finally said, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't <laughs> let this happen 10 yards for five seconds. You yep. know, yep. Uh, it's, it's not a good trade for us. So they call a timeout, and it was right after that that they come out in a very different defense than they were running before. If you saw, they had the corners basically standing on the sideline yep. saying, you are not coming over here. Yep. And so I kind of understand the thought process of they're leaving the middle of the field wide open. Let's go get a chunk, and then we'll take one last shot here at the end. With that being said... Dak ends up getting what 15 yards mm -hmm. I want to know how much it really improves your chances of scoring a touchdown to add 15 yards there rather than taking two or three shots yep. from where you were and yep. that's what I have the biggest problem with now we've got Mace here what's up Mace hey um a little bit a little bit of traffic out there yeah we got, yes. we got a parade yeah, yeah we got a parade and I mean it's been kind of a comedy of errors this morning because I had a bad fish taco last night, so I stop at Walgreens to get some Imodium, and then I pull up uh, Josephine Street, and literally as I'm about to, as Colfax is in sight, they put down the the they they put down the uh, barriers. barriers, and I'm like, shoot. <laughs> so anyway, so basically my uh, my morning to the end early afternoon to date has been a little bit like the Cowboys' attempts at uh, having one more snap there. Yeah, although to kind of your point. Coaches tend to view a 30-yard pass a lot differently than a 40-yard pass. Like a 40-yard is, okay, we got to go Hail Mary here. 30 yards, they feel like they can actually run a play that they plays have. in their playbook. And I think that's what they're thinking. But I, I would say this, with someone with that Dax arm strength, your chances probably are better taking, if you can get three, three shots, I think. taking three shots. Or even a, a, a better shot would be, all right, Maybe you try to go to the sideline again, but try to get like like twenty five yards, and if you don't get that, then you go for the hail mary. I I think two or three yeah. shots at the end zone is way better than zero, and yeah. that that's yeah. what it came yeah. out to be for the Cowboys. And there was some drama with the refs at the end, with the ref having to set the ball. To me, you have to factor that in. Yes. To mm. if you're a head coach, you have to factor that in. Of there's going to be other variables here, and the ref did his job. I mean, also, he, he had to touch the ball. Dak has to know you can't run so far. Right, right. Get your 10 right, and get right. down. And and you got to mm. give the ball to the official because he has to touch it regardless. Yep. So I don't want to hear any excuses from that point, at least the way I view it. That's why uh, I view and, it, too. And so to me, if that was Kellen Moore's decision, that does impact his candidacy with the Denver Broncos because we've just seen this too much in, in, in the past, not just three years, but the past five years, going all the way back to Vance Joseph's first game pretty much with the Broncos. We, we've seen this too much, and if that's going to be what is brought to Denver, especially, and this hurts him because he's young, you, you, you don't really give him the benefit of the doubt. You say, ah, this is who he is. Uh, that does hurt. Now, Mike McCarthy, and I wouldn't be surprised if Mike McCarthy gets canned and takes the and, and is the fall guy for this and then they're able to promote one of those guys to keep them yeah one thing though i mean if i i really don't want to put too much on one thing if we have a pattern of bad kellen moore decisions i think that's something worth discussing first of all do you think it was his call uh i would i would unless dad is there evidence that dak audible not that I, well, yeah, not that I've heard. Yeah, I yeah, I haven't heard any evidence either. So at, at that point, I'd say it's his call. But I mean, if we're gonna kind of get too caught up in the last game, the Niners never would have hired Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. That was exactly what was going through my mind. So I mean, I, I get that everyone in the moment you're you're frustrated with it, and and look, when the Broncos talk to Kellen Moore, looks like tomorrow, that's a question that you have to ask, right? What were you thinking? What did you learn learn from that? Now, I think the NFL has things they could revisit in terms of how end game situations like that are because when you have the umpire having to run 18 yards to get the place to to get the to get his hand on the ball before he snap it, that's kind of a flaw in the in the system. Is there a way to maybe have a nearer official in 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 the last 2 minutes spot the ball to make things more efficient? 
I think that's something that can be discussed. But given but that's what you have, yeah, given, well, yeah, just because it's the way it's always worked doesn't mean you have to keep it that but way. But he's no, just but, saying in that you, scenario. In, in the last know. two minutes, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, knew that was yeah, how it was. Yeah, you knew how, it's how that's how it was. I mean, again, it could have been better, it could have been better handled by the officials, but not under the current rules is something that I think maybe the competition committee can discuss. Real, but in the in the in where you are today, yeah, it was not a great call. Real quick, Zach, um, Cowboys EVP Stephen Jones on if he expects Mike uh, Mike McCarthy to remain as Dallas head coach. Absolutely, very confident. In that. So that means uh, Dad's cooled off from uh, yes. from the night before. Mm. Um, yeah, I also think... the vote of confidence isn't always a hundred. Well, and maybe like. It's true. Maybe the, the the message is conveyed to Kellen Moore that, look, you're next on deck. Jerry Jones did fire Wade Phillips at midseason to Promote. pave the way for Jason Garrett, who was the last kind of young coaching man crush that Jerry Jones had. Mm-hmm. So would it surprise me at all if something is conveyed to Kellen Moore to say, look, I mean— like the Josh you're, McDaniels situation, right? You're, yeah, yeah, you're on. You're on. Oh. If it goes sideways, if it if it goes sideways early next year, like if we start off, like off one and three, you're on deck. Does that I could see that happening. Does that scare you at all? Because that just sent a uh, a shiver down my spine with either of these guys, Dan Quinn and or Kellen Moore. Does it scare you that? If the Broncos try to hire one of these guys, now obviously if the Broncos, you know, submit an offer to one of these guys, Mm -hmm. try to hire them, and then Jerry Jones immediately cans McCarthy to hire those guys, that's not a big issue. But let's say, well, Jerry can back channel it. I I was going to say, in in a way where it hurts the Broncos, but I guess what the Patriots had in that when Mm -hmm. the Colts tried to snag McDaniels was the Patriots are still in the playoffs. And so that's where the back channeling, that's where it really Mm -hmm. hurt them. And the Cowboys are no longer Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. So I guess it wouldn't burn the Broncos that bad. I'm not worried about it at all with Dan Quinn because of his relationship with George Payton. Yeah. Um, And I I think think he'd rather work for George Payton than than for Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones. I have to be fair. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he would because that's his friend, and so I'm not worried about that at all. With Kellen Moore, he's young; he can be, you know, persuaded. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am worried about that a little bit. I have to say, not only did I cool on both of these candidates, oh. but over the weekend I warmed up to someone else who actually isn't on the Broncos interview list, and I'll tell you who it is on the other side of this break. First, I want to tell you, hey, it's a it's a Monday, and we're actually open here at the DNVR bar here in ten minutes. Uh, the Avs play at one p.m. today, um, so our doors are open. If you're out downtown, uh, if you're looking for a place to go snag some lunch, whatever you're doing, come see us at the DNVR bar. Get yourself that delicious chicken sandwich. In fact, I think I'm gonna do that after this. Mm, that I already so I already good. broke my diet for the bachelor party I was at this weekend, <laughs> so might as well sneak in one chicken sandwich before I go back. Um, Come hang out at the DNVR bar, get yourself a Breck brew, uh, and uh, and enjoy the vibes around here because they are great. I mean, that Cowboys game was a roller coaster of a game. Seemed like it was a blowout, then got excited at the end. That's what my weekend was like over at DraftKings Sportsbook. I've never had as bad of a day on Saturday as I had. Lost everything. Not 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 everything. Lost every bet I placed. Yikes. And then yesterday, hit every bet I placed. Oh, so ended, ended on a high fair. note. Hopefully, it ends well today. And if you want to get in on all the action, bet $5 on either the Cardinals or the Rams tonight. And if that team just wins, you get $256. No, $280 in free bets Whoa. By betting five dollars, that's fifty-six to one odds over at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's what they're giving you to celebrate the playoffs tonight. So get in, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this fifty-six to one offer. Just bet five dollars on either team to win tonight, and if they win, you get two hundred and eighty dollars in free bets if they win. And of course, this is for new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred. We're doing a pick of the week this week or no? Sure. Let's yeah. dive in. Let's dive in. Yeah, that's why pick. I was waiting for. Normally it's Monday. I thought it was pick of the week. Let's day, do right? it. Let's All dive right. into our DraftKings yeah. pick of the week right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going with one of the lines that just came out over at DraftKings Sportsbook. This coming Saturday, 49ers go into Green Bay. 49ers are the hot team right now. Mm-hmm. Packers, maybe the best team in the NFL right now. I mean, they're one of two teams with the first round bye. 
but five and a half points is too much. I, oh. I'm not set mm-hmm. on 49ers money line yet. Still Wait, debating that. Do we know anything about the status of Nick Bosa and Fred Warner? Fred Warner's good to go, okay. it seems like. And mm-hmm. I don't believe I've heard Just anything about Bosa. For him, so it's, it's protocol. The fact that the game is Saturday is going to hurt, though. That's, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll put my money down right now that he plays. I think yeah. he's going to play as well. Uh, and that's why I think five and a half is too many. And I do think Joey Bosa is a huge factor in Nick, this game yeah. i think i think he, you're getting it confused just like oh, they got nick, it confused nick, yesterday yes, over yes, and over yes, again yes, <laughs> nick nick i'll just say bosa is a huge factor in this game he has destroyed aaron Rodgers mm. in the past and that's why i think it's at least a field goal game if not a 49ers win See, well, I'm going. I'm going opposite. I'm going Packers. Oh, I'm going to take. It. I'm going to take them to cover the five and a half okay. points. Okay, I love this. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm not going to make everyone wait for my pick. Uh. It's tonight. Look, you know the tight. End, it was made. There was a lot made about the tight end when Vance Joseph was in Denver about how he, he yeah. couldn't stop the tight end. What I really think is that he's just not very good at stopping the other team's best option. And the the Rams' best option is Cooper Cup. Last time he played. Um, he went absolutely haywire on them. 13 catches, 150 yards, two touchdowns, something Oof. like that. Uh, I've got Cooper Cup just to score a touchdown tonight. Oh. Minus 165, not bad juice at all. Uh, and he pretty much scores every game for them. So that's what I'm in on. Yeah, that is really good. I love, Cooper Cup's going to go off. And one more shout out to our friends over at Lightshade Dispensary, where right now you can get the Escape Artist is what they're featuring. It's the highest award topical brand in Colorado that prioritizes quality and consistency. And they have ratios available in one-to-one and high ratio CBD 20-to-one. They've got you covered. And over at Lightshade, whether you're a connoisseur or you're a casual consumer, they have it all for you. They have 11 locations in the Denver Aurora metro area, so you can get in with them wherever. And you can also go online and visit them at Lightshade to get 25% off by using the code DNVR. You'll get 25% off Lightshade online or any of their locations in person. Just use that code DNVR over at Lightshade Dispensary. All right, guys. I'm dying. I mean, you're rising someone on your board who the mm-hmm. Broncos aren't even considering. At least not as head coach right now. Oh. And this is – it's kind of funny how this worked out, guys. So um, instead of, you know, continuing the tease here, I'll just tell you. He's on the other side last night, and it wasn't Kyle Shanahan. It's Kyle Shanahan's offensive coordinator, Mike McDaniel. Oh, Mr. Character. I – Love this guy. Now, it started as a little bit of a bit that I was going to do here where I was like, oh, this guy's great. He's got good vibes. He's true and true a millennial. He's one of us, you know. <laughs> one uh, of you guys. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was making eye contact yeah, with Zach. Exactly. Like, I'm, yeah. um, and, and so, like, I, I, I started to like him because of that. And then it was like a perfect storm. I get a text shortly after I put that tweet out that was like, like you're, I know you're joking here, but McDaniel is actually legit, and I'll actually read. Um, make sure I don't from, from a source. Oh, is, is, this is, is from this saying. is a text yeah. from a source. Yeah. He's the man, maybe the best best X's and O's guy in the NFL. Well, him or Kyle, mm. not as polished as a speaker as some might like in a head coach, but no better football mind available. Mm. That caught my attention big time. Yes. Then I tweeted out that. I was like, jokes aside, I just got a text from a source saying he's the best X's and O's mind in the NFL. And then throughout the weekend, I got just little touch points from other sources saying this guy is the truth. I think that he's he, he gives off too young of a vibe for some of these GMs and owners. And so here's what I, I, what I want to do. Is I just want I want to put my name down next to Mike McDaniel's mm-hmm. and say this guy is going to be the truth eventually. Mm. This guy eventually is going to make someone very very happy as their head coach. You saw the way that Kyle Shanahan schemes this stuff up. <laughs> well, I was also told Mike McDaniel had a huge role in coming up with all those runs for Debo Samuel. Not you know not all his, but those two basically put their heads together and they're the ones who came up with all that incredibly creative stuff. This guy's going to be the truth one day. So forget that the Broncos aren't interviewing. I want I want my name on him now so I can point back to this show in three years when he's blowing up. Well, there's uh, there's good reason to be excited about him, Ryan, because while the Broncos aren't interviewing him as a head coach candidate, there's some buzz and some buzz I'm hearing, especially if it's Dan Quinn. Yep. 
Look for Dan Quinn and the Broncos to try to get him to Denver. Now, there is some hurdles the Broncos would have to, to jump through. Mike McDaniel is the offensive coordinator of the 49ers. He has that title. We know he's not calling plays. We know that he could take a step up to an offensive coordinator that's calling plays and really be the guy on offense. But the, the, the 49ers wouldn't have to allow him to go. They could block it. Ah, some yeah. money, some draft picks, maybe? You're going to have to. Well, do it. You can't do it. There's actually something deeper, though, and I highly doubt that the Niners would stand in the way of McDaniel coming to work for Dan Quinn in particular as a play caller. And that is because you can go back, like, Mike McDaniel's overcome alcoholism, mm. which was spurred by depression. It was Dan Quinn who helped McDaniel take some time away after the 2015 season go check in and get help. McDaniel had his last drink in February of 2016. He And so one of the things that you like about him is that he has overcome this. Love that. But I highly doubt that Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers would stand in the way of, in particular, a Dan Quinn-led coaching staff bringing aboard Mike McDaniel as the play caller. Because... because First of all, I don't know if there's anyone in football who McDaniel thinks more highly of as a person than Dan Quinn, and vice versa. There's a there's a deep bond. Except between for those maybe two. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, those but two there are... is a deep bond between Dan Quinn and Mike McDaniel, and given Quinn's role in helping McDaniel on the straight and narrow overcome alcoholism, I think you would see. I think you'd see the 49ers say, "All right, you're good." Go call, go Paul, go call plays for a friend of ours. I think I think that that's an awesome story and an awesome yeah. connection. But weren't there three guys in San Francisco that the Broncos were were having interest in when they hired Rich Scangarello? Obviously, one was Rich Scangarello. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty one darn sure. Yeah. one was Mike McDaniel. But Dan and, Quinn wasn't the coach then. Yes, that's it's true. A, it's a but, different circumstance. Yep, yep. But it's it's the people that yeah. are are technically yeah. controlling Mike McDaniel right yeah. now are the same. It's still John Lynch. It's still Kyle Shanahan. They may just say what Sean McVay said, and I know there's a deeper story mm-hmm. there too. But uh, what 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 Sean McVay said about Kevin O'Connell? Kevin O'Connell had a chance to go mm-hmm. be the offensive coordinator, call plays for Brandon Staley with the Chargers last year, and McVay said, "I know that would be a step up for you. You're too valuable to me." So until a team forces you away from me, aka making you the head coach. You're staying here. And by the way, speaking of him being a head coach, he does have head coach interviews. At least one, I believe, with the Miami Dolphins. Mike McDaniel? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's another hurdle. Obviously, you don't have a shot if the Dolphins hire him. Yeah, Bronco, Broncos wanted Zach Taylor to potentially be their offensive coordinator when, when they hired uh, uh, the, uh, Vic Fangio. And then the Bengals came in and said, oh, that's cute. We're going to make him our head coach. The alternate, reality, the alternate reality is if – because people talk about Josh Allen this weekend, is if Josh Allen had been the Bronco quarterback, I think Zach Taylor would be their coach today. Goodness gracious. Because I think they would have made that hire based on Josh mm, Allen. Right, right, be nice right. to have. Yeah. Here's, here's what I will say, and you just made the point exactly. Stop screwing around. <laughs> you make sure I use the right term here. <laughs> Stop screwing around and trying, oh, we want this guy as our offensive yeah. coordinator. Take a stand. Pick a guy and roll with him. Because you know what's going to happen if you bring in Dan Quinn, when you bring in Mike McDaniel, and all of a sudden the Broncos go from 19 points a game to 27 points a game next year? Well, he's gone. And you had one year. That's real fun. Now you're back to the drawing board, back to square one. But didn't Dan Quinn find people to maintain a top eight offense? He did, but I don't... In total offense. That's the thing. That's where I would trust Dan Quinn. Okay, you've gotten your OC hires right all through your head coaching career. We trust you to get this one right again. I just don't want to have yeah. to do that. I don't want to have to get the offensive coordinator right. It's easier, mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's easier to get the defensive coordinator right. So get your guy who's going to come in here and develop a quarterback and stick with it. That's my that's that's my take. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm putting. My, that's what I'm uh, putting my stamp on today. I love Ali. Do we have uh, the our, our rankings graphics here? Because I want to see how far you're putting him up on your on your list, even though he's non-existent on the Broncos mm-hmm. list. All right. Well, I'll tell you right now. He's number one. He's number one. Number one. Jumping all the way to the Jumping top. Jumping to the top. Wow. Wow. Yep. And he, here's the thing about Mike Medina, because you pointed to some of the things, uh, and one of the sources said he, he may not come uh, across as, as good to the media or something like that. It was No, it was just he, he's, he he's, seems young. He he's not young. polished. Like you, His press conferences are fantastic theater. Because they're just real. But, they're, but, is that, but the question is, 
is that like leading a team kind of that vibe or is it just kind of X's and O's O's scheming an offense leading an offense vibe I'd say leading an offense vibe is probably that's ideally where he is being in front of the whole team is maybe a a year or two out for him to me it's like you have to connect with young players in this day and age and I think he's the perfect guy to do it I think it may that's probably why he's not on their list right now is because of that uh, leadership. That's why, Shan- no. that's why they didn't hire Kyle Shanahan because I thought he was just an offense guy. Yep, yep, at absolutely. And so I hope that George Payton is viewing this as not necessarily who is the best leader for right now, but who is the best leader not in the next five or ten years, but who is the next leader in the next one or two years because George Payton is here for the next five years at least. Now, of course, an owner can come in and change that. but Yeah, he- you're new, to, new owner, you're kind of year to year. I think you're thinking about right now. And that's I don't like that. I don't like that. This, but that's, this but, team isn't isn't yeah. a coach away from winning the Super Bowl. It might be and, a quarterback away, and that's the most important that's a more important hire than the coach, I think. And how, how successful yeah. have the Broncos been in the past six years in finding a quarterback? They haven't been successful. So what, what I'm saying is And you've got is, different people involved. I mean, I would say I know this is frustrating for Broncos country. Everyone hates the fact they've gone through this valley being without a quarterback, but Peyton hasn't had has had twelve months on the job he took a shot at Matthew Stafford came up short in terms of what he offered in a trade they did find a better quarterback than they'd had even though he didn't get him all the way I'm not at a point where I'm saying oh I I, I don't trust George Payton together I'm not judging him based on the past five years I didn't I didn't yeah. say that I didn't know but my, like, my, my point yeah, about yeah, all of this yeah. is George Payton uh needs to be hiring not for just this year he needs to be hiring mm-hmm. again not for the next five to ten years for the next Two-ish years. Who, who is the best coach going to be in two years? If he thinks that's Dan Quinn because he can still grow and get better, that's great. But if he thinks, if, if what, what you said, if Mike McDaniels is one or two years away, man, if you really mm. think he's just one year away that, and you think he's the next Kyle Shanahan, then that's your guy. It, same with Kevin O'Connell. Same with Brian Callahan. These young guys, if you think that they're so close, then if it's me, I'm taking the jump. Because be, because it's not a huge jump for me if you really think he's that close. So you're going to hire the guy who's a better coach in two years over the guy who's a better coach today? Who you th- If you, think, you think he's going good. to be a better coach in two years than Quinn is today, yeah. I'm, that, that's what but I'm doing. It, but like you said, what if Quinn gets better as a coach in his second stint? I mean, that, That's George like, Payton's evaluation. Yeah, that's, and, and, and that's and part of like, that. And that's the whole thing of like a lot of these quote-unquote retreads. It's a, you know, it's a pejorative, and it shouldn't be got better in their second shot. What there's I, the, what what evidence is there that Dan Quinn wouldn't be better in his second shot? One of, one of the reasons the Broncos haven't swung for a quarterback is because they've been too afraid of starting low and having to grow this guy. It's the same thing at a quarterback and, and that's why even last year they went for the safe option in Teddy Bridgewater. Yep. And, and with the guy with the higher the higher floor, I just think I really hope they're open to the guy with the lower floor who also has the higher ceiling. And I guess that's what I'm yeah, pointing to. And that, that's, that might be a tough sell for some of the vets on the roster. I mean, Justin Simmons is year seven. Well, they don't have a say. Yeah, I, they don't have a say. But, I mean, you've got a lot of guys who aren't getting any younger. You you owe the team that you have right now the best coach today. I and think, especially but, when, I you have a new owner, when you have a new owner coming in, you are going year to year. So I, I think there is a pressure to get it right right now. I think that, I think that the whole idea of, like, two years, this, that, and the other thing isn't necessarily what it's all about. I think that there's a chance that you hire him and he's the next big thing right away. Could be. And we've seen that with the young coaches. And I think that could be true yeah. of Kellen Moore or Nathaniel Hackett or, uh, you know, Brian Callahan or uh, Kevin O'Connell. Like, it could be any of those guys. I don't think it's like, you know, obviously there's going to be learning to be done if you hire a, first, a first-time head coach. But, you know, M- Mike McDaniel or whoever – can hire Wade Phillips to come in here and help them out. They could still have Mike Munchak on their staff. Like, obviously, that's not a catch-all that works every single time. Yeah, because you know Vance Joseph tried that with Mike McCoy. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he did. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Mike McCoy also ran the offense into the ground, which because if you hire he, an offensive head yeah. coach, maybe you won't do that. Because he was calling plays like he was trying to get his next job. I rather w- than calling plays for a limited quarterback that. I mean, there was an offense that actually needed to look really conservative. Yeah. was 2017. Watching that Niners game yesterday, I would just covet 
the getting someone from that staff on your staff and yeah bring back Scangarello is that what you're saying (laughs) sure I I was never in on firing him in the first place Um, I mean that's another guy who probably wasn't ready for the job too I don't think he was and then they didn't give him the opportunity to come into his Mm -hmm. own Mm -hmm. so that's that's a big part of this but I would just say hey if Dan Quinn's gonna bring in Mike McDaniel that really excites me it also just worries me that you're gonna miss out on the next big thing yep Yep, exactly, exactly, and that, that's where I'm at. We had, the Broncos had three interviews last week, uh, all guys that were not playing in the playoffs this, this past weekend. Uh, they had six of their guys play games already, and then one of them, Kevin O'Connell, plays tonight. I want to go through those six really quick and get a trending up after this week, trending down, or just flatline. Stayed the same to you after these. We kind of already touched on them, uh, and let, let's get your official Kellen Moore and uh, Dan Quinn. Did they change in your mind, Mace? No. Mm. I'm not getting caught. But again, I don't want to get caught up in one game. I mean, if, it doesn't yeah. have to be in or out, but yeah. trend yeah. up or yeah. trend down. Yeah. yeah. That's neutral. 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 To yeah. me, uh, Kellen Moore coming down a little bit because I think that play call was probably on him. Dan Quinn, uh, the same. Yeah, Dan Quinn, if I had to say, like, did it move the needle at all? I would say the needle went down a half a tick. Half a tick. Kellen Moore, uh, I'm a little more down on. Um, uh, I see man, what you did. He has so there's so much to work with there. How do you end up with seven points in in the first three quarters? And that just kills me to watch. Yeah. And he will not have all of that to work with here. Right. We it, have it, a lot of Cowboys fans in the comments saying, "Please take Kellen Moore away." Oh uh, yeah. Well. Ooh, uh, I mean, that's that a, that's what know. Eagles fans are saying about Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. Those are the same people who are throwing the <laughs> uh, water bottles at him as he tried to walk off the field. Did you see Dak? Did did I see that Dak was uh, saying that people were throwing them at the officials, and yeah. he was saying that that was okay? Yes. Uh, he did say that, huh? Uh, he did. Not very good there, Dak. I think he just said something along the lines of like, yeah, I understand why they were mad yeah. or something like okay, that. Okay, okay. Not necessarily throwing things at the officials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. We, yeah. we also have the 49ers in the chat as well saying Kellen Moore MVP. So yeah. <laughs> a lot of wow. different opinions in this uh, chat right now. <laughs> where, where are all these people coming from? Thanks for yeah, joining. Yeah. I, guess, I guess we it's had because the, we put the names the Cowboys the, names yeah. in there, well, but yeah, we didn't exactly. have Niners names in there. Yeah, no. But they just played the the Cowboys, so that yeah, the names are on their minds. That's true. They, they want, want to hate the, watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that. They, they want to see if the, the Kyle Shanahan and um, and company took these guys off the board. Yeah. Um, so I, I I mean I'm with you. I, I had the exact same thought about Kyle Shanahan. If the Falcons would have said, or sorry, if the Niners would have said, eh, we don't want a guy who blew it in the Super Bowl, well, then they wouldn't be where they are today yeah. in the second round of the playoffs. Obviously, they have one Super Bowl. So I don't, I'm don't. i not saying I'm out on Kellen Moore. In fact, mm-hmm. if we want to update that graphic, I'm moving Kellen Moore from one to three, leaving Dan Quinn at two. McDaniel's my new new number hey, one. Hey, how about that? Um, and uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that graph. I'm gonna print it out and pin it on my <laughs> desk. And, uh, and I thought and I'll you'd point get a it. picture of Mike McDaniel, put a little heart around it, and pin that. That's me. I'm the <laughs> yeah. I'm the Wolverine meme. Yeah, yeah. Looking at the picture of Mike McDaniel, <laughs> that's my guy now. Um, I'm I'm going with him hell or high water and i haven't even brought up the point the fact that he's from colorado yet that's only just a yep. another you know former broncos training me. camp ball boy yep. yes that's where he got his start in the nfl yeah. how about that yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean again it you don't pick a coach based on where they're from but it would be it's a nice little bonus to have someone yeah. who takes a lot of pride in the broncos he also went to yale uh so he's a smart dude uh anyways um what were we talking about? Let's talk about some oh, other guys. Other that yeah. so, so I'm down just weekend. a little bit on both, a little yeah. more on Kellen Moore. Abysmal games coming from Gerard Mayo. Now, not exactly him, but a defense. The Patriots themselves did not look good at all. Does that change your, your opinion of him? No, he's a position coach. Exactly. Now, yeah. to, to me, this is one that it doesn't go on him. You're I hiring. think it was more on Buffalo. Best game of the weekend. Uh, yeah. Shut it. No way. I loved every second of it. I wanted Buffalo to get 50. I wanted, I mean, you guys saw the stats, the only time in NFL history that a team mm-hmm. has scored a touchdown every time they got the ball. That was incredible. Touchdown or kneel down. Yeah. Every possession. That, That's God, that was awesome. So oh, man. Not to give too much away, you got to love Buffalo this weekend. I really want Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm afraid for, well, can I think of a better term? I'm afraid they used up all of their powers. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, but I don't know. I mean... 
They're pe- they are peaking right also, now. Also, I love how people were talking about Josh Allen in cold weather before that game. Then he goes and has like one of the best playoff games of all time in negative seven. Also, well, that, what, what, what it's happened? a wind thing for Allen. Like Buffalo didn't didn't scheme for the wind on that Monday night. It's not about the the temperature. It's not about that. It's about the wind. Buffalo failed to scheme for the conditions when the Patriots beat them last night or Saturday night. It was yeah, what five degrees? But that was, was like a four mile an hour wind. And day and day ball. Look. I don't really have a problem with the Broncos list. I just wonder why Brian Dayball's not on there. Because he couldn't scheme for wind, and he didn't want to, you know, he went a whole... And he, he developed, and he developed Josh Allen. I'm just telling you yeah, what the people's, I, not, people's right. knock on him. He's extremely stubborn about throwing the football. And that's what, you know, uh, a lot of people don't like about him. What happened to Josh Allen being uh, such a tough guy before the game, saying he's not going to wear sleeves? He goes out there and he's wearing sleeves. Oh, who cares? Like That whatever, was weird. Whatever makes you think less about the conditions. I mean, for some guys, it was it's no layers. It was just weird that he said yeah. he wasn't going to and then did. Yeah. Hey, people change their minds all the time. Who cares? <laughs> uh, I certainly would have. I walked out there. Nope, I'm going to get in hoodie. Yeah. yeah. We have a whole graphic just set up for us changing our mind on our coaches. So I'm not, I'm not knocking and, and there's a, And there's a way that you, you can wear scuba gear. Yeah, that's that's the secret for a lot of guys. Oh. Is scu- like neoprene, neoprene scuba gear. You know, keeps the, keeps the warmth in, maintains your mobility. Yeah. Wow. Mail, you out on him? I was never in on him. Fair. Um, so it Houston didn't, might it didn't be change for me. Although the, those linebackers did get abused, but everyone did. They did. They did. Another guy that got abused, Jonathan Gannon. Sorry about your Eagles, Ali. Uh, does that does that does he change in your mind? I was never in on him either. I was so yeah. down on him, so you can't get much worse than uh, than that. I mean, honestly, if I were ranking the candidates on my list one to ten, he would have been tenth. Yeah. Before the weekend, and uh, so he drops a tenth minus. I mean, just he, he is who he is. I mean, look, Peyton worked with him in Minnesota. He's gonna gonna interview him. It's a step forward for Gannon. Good for him, but uh, not not a look. It's tough to defend Tom Brady in that offense, even with pieces missing. And I don't want to put on too much on one game, but goal line. How do you make a call that leaves Gronk with no one within 10 yards of him? <laughs> it's I, tough. That's just, I mean, you saw that. I laughed watching that. Like, how, how does Gronk, of all people... They just it, get, it was a run commit. Yeah, yes. they, 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 went, they went heavy on the blitz. But how do you not have, like, one person just saying, okay... If yeah. you know, if, if they pass, you pick up Gronk. You've that, heard of a zero blitz. It yeah. was a negative one blitz. It was, yeah. <laughs> Quick update on these guys. Broncos interviewing Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn tomorrow in Dallas. Then the search committee flies to the East Coast to interview Jared Jared Mayo and uh, Jonathan Gannon on Wednesday. So by the end of Wednesday, they're going to have four of their interviews completed this week. That'll leave three more for the rest of the week. Right. That and of course. You have Eric Bieniemy and possibly Kevin O'Connell if the Rams win tonight, and yep. that's and and part of it is kind of waiting on to see what those teams' schedules are before you go ahead and, and schedule that interview, and that's why it's sort of it's 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 hazy on when they talk to the Broncos and the guys that are in the playoffs. Yeah. Their interviews would have right. been later in the week anyway, yes. so that's clearly what they're setting mm-hmm. up for. Um, this will be interesting. Wait, so really quick. Two guys that won this week, Eric Bieniemy. Did he change in your mind at all no. after no, the no. great offensive performance? He doesn't change in my mind because that's, that's what, what they do. do. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. And the other guy that won, Brian Callahan, helping the Bengals get their first playoff victory since 40 years? Uh, 30 years. 30 years. Or 31 years, January of 1991. First of our lifetimes. Yes, it is. First since Paul Brown died. So, like, for Mike Brown being the final say person, in Cincinnati, as the owner and still the de facto general manager, Mike Brown, I believe, is 86 years old. His first playoff win as the final say authority on on football in Cincinnati. Wow, that's pretty. That's uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, um, felt bad for Rich Pisaccia. I can't believe I was like feeling emotions about Raiders, um, but I like wanted him to succeed. Me too. And it sounds like he's already going to be kind of the odd man out in their coaching search. They'll get what they deserve. They'll get what they deserve. Yeah, maybe the Broncos will get Versace to be their special teams coordinator. I would love that. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. make him a give him a position upgrade. Say, assistant head coach, special teams coach. Yeah, yeah. count me in Absolutely. on that. Yeah, 
You see the handwritten letter. He's writing a handwritten letter to every player on the team. Yeah, thing. Yeah. I mean, pretty freaking cool. <clears throat> but whatever. I mean, I don't want the, if the Raiders hired him. I think it would be a good thing for them. I don't want that for them. But I do want good things for Rich Passaccia. Right. Right. Yep. <laughs> would you actually, if the Raiders let him go, would you just give him a head coaching interview? I would. I Here's would one too. Thing, though, I would is too. I think he like caught the magic with the way that he connected with with that specific mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he can't do it with another team, but I think that was his best opportunity to end up being a 10-year head coach is right. catches the magic, rides the wave, everyone buys in, and you know Pro- you go from there. Probably, but th- that's probably true. I, I agree. However, what we saw from him is probably the master class in crisis management. And leadership, which right. is that's, the Broncos' number one thing. One yeah. of the things you kind of look for is how, how do you do when everything is crumbling around you? And he was so steady at the he was so steady at the wheel it's kind of you know a little bit reminded me of how back in the 80s he had two years that were beset by strikes and players on the picket line and losing games the same team with the same coach won the Super Bowls in both of those years Washington with Joe Gibbs and it wasn't a coincidence because he was at his best when everything was falling apart and Rich Bisaccia was at his best when things were crumbling and that's why I think at least you bring him in for a conversation yeah, I would again if you value leadership that highly. Also, did you see the video of Zay Jones? That was like the number one. Uh, no, it was from last week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, against the Chargers, and Zay Jones just calls over Rich Passaccia, just puts his arm around him, and just says, "Hey, man, I just want to tell you, you're doing a great job." Oh, <laughs> and I was like, man. "Gosh, man, that <laughs> yeah. that's like beautiful." I don't yeah. know, like that coach player connection. Yeah. And Rich just like turns back to me. He's like, "You too, man. Like, let's get oh, this shit." Man. And I was like, "God, that was that, that's good stuff right there." The Raiders are definitely gonna let him go. And <laughs> and again, they'll get what they deserve. They'll the, hire some big flashy idiot. And yeah. The Jim Harbaugh Vic Fangio tandem, perhaps. Harbaugh still hasn't signed that extension, has uh, he? And he hasn't. Have they put Michigan. it on his desk? Uh, there was a report. I think it was a week. They want to see him get an interview before they chuck month. up a hundred mil. True. That's yeah. true. He's probably just waiting for the Raiders' job to officially open. Yeah. Which now it is. There we go. Um, All right. Well, all this talk about, I don't know, it's making me hungry. Sexy pizza. (laughs) Shout out to Sexy Pizza. Uh, A true Denver staple. 13 years in the community. And not only is it Denver style pizza, but they give back to Denver with their philanthropies. Um, One of their specially made, specially crafted pies that give back every time you buy one they donate to a range of nonprofits here in colorado so you got 12 16 18 inch crust uh, sexy pizza has it all of course they've also got wings mace loves their italian salad pasta knots we've had those those are amazing at the tailgate and they even have gluten-free crust options four locations in denver cap hill old south pearl jeff park and park hill and there is a new location that's officially open down there in trinidad if you're listening to us down south in Colorado. So uh, check out our friends over at Sexy Pizza tonight and get one of their delicious pies. Speaking of gluten-free, my favorite person in the world who's gluten-free, my mother. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Mom. I love you so much. Thanks for letting me do this amazing job. It is also um, Allie's bro's birthday. Hey, happy birthday. birthday. Oh, wow. How's he doing this morning? He's going out tonight. Okay, okay. Yeah, that, yeah. That's how it should be. You, you don't want to feel bad on your birthday. And I, plus, so, Sunday, COVID, like all the bars were closed early, yeah. all that. So going out tonight for his 21st. Nice. So happy birthday, Nick. Happy birthday. Bit also a big day in Bronco history. 23rd anniversary of John Elway's last home game. Mm. Wow. 34th anniversary of the fumble mm. today. Mm, wow. A lot of things racking up yeah. today. And we talked about birthdays. If you want to get someone the best birthday gift out there, Hit up our friends over at Saturday Neon oh, really because, man, uh, Allie's brother, I know, is a CU buff, a proud CU buff. Hell yeah. And, man, Saturday Neon buff sign, pretty darn cool. You got any Rams fans in your life? I know you don't have any. Uh, and, well, there's some Sadly, I do. Sitting, right, sitting right next to us. <laughs> exactly. They have the coolest neon signs out there. And if you're getting it for yourself, get 10% off by using the code DNVR. If you're getting it for a friend, use the code DNVR for 10% off, and it really will be the greatest gift you can get someone. They're expanding to so many other schools, so check out their website, everything they've got, uh, and use the code DNVR over at Saturday Neon. All right. That's, yeah. 
That's what we got today. We got any super we got, chats? We got any super chats, Allie? Yeah, two. Okay. All right, let's hit these super chats here. Uh, first one from Judah Walker. Why not Byron Leftwich? He's led top offenses for years. Former QB, uh, thirty and thirty with top offenses. That was the Jameis Winston oh. thirty and thirty <laughs> year of twenty nineteen with thirty plus picks with top offense. More impressive than what Kellen Moore has done. Better resume. Look, another also. Todd Bowles with a fantastic game plan on the defensive side. Yep. And another name that I wish was on the Broncos list. Yeah. Um, I think Byron Leftwich should be on a lot more lists. Yeah. Um, and I think the Jags should hire him. Is he? I think he's on the Jags list. Is that Correct. it, though? I mean, is Todd Bowles on anyone's list? I believe he's on the, the Bears list. Okay. And so far, we've got no official hires yet. Yeah. No. None. All right. Next one here from Mark. Aloha, forty million for a QB that gets huge numbers on bad teams. Where was Tank, Zeke, and Coop? All make fifteen million a year. Overrated and overpaid players. All hype. Interesting. Ooh, there we go. Well, I mean, maybe it's a Mad Cowboys fan coming in. Maybe it's uh, a San Francisco 49ers fan coming in. But uh, yeah, I mean, everything on the offensive side of the ball was incredibly underwhelming for the Cowboys. Remember how long it took them to give Dak Prescott that extension? Yeah. And part of it was okay. It, is he a guy who's worthy of that kind of elite money? Or is he kind of settling in that that danger zone of he has a huge contract, but he's not kind of in that top that top tier, those top one to six, one to seven quarterbacks. Yep, yep. He's yeah. kind of that top of the tier two is how yeah. I always viewed him. And then mm-hmm. it did seem like he got into the back end of that tier one. Mm-hmm. But then after this, he's certainly in that tier two. I, I mean, mean you, you can't have a game like that with the lack of success he's had in the playoffs and, and be considered an elite guy. He's got, what, one playoff win, right? Whew. I believe so. That's tough. Is that correct? Man. That's the same. I, it, I believe, yeah. If it's yeah. one, it's the same number as Kirk Cousins. Mm. Another guy who's really kind of in that high tier two puts up very productive. You know he is fundamentally a very good quarterback, but is he elevating? Here's the here's else? what I will say about the Cowboys, though, is... Niners got pressure with four and mm-hmm. you see this over and over and over and over again when a bat when a when a good quarterback and a good offense struggles you can almost always point to four-man pressure mm-hmm. and uh Nick Bosa obviously before he went out was just wrecking the game for them not Joey uh nope they also couldn't run the ball which is a lot of times an indictment uh, on the offensive line, 12 carries for 31 yards for Zeke. Wow. So should we talk about D'Amico Ryans? Because for the as Niners defensive coordinator, that dude had a hell of a game yesterday. He had a yeah. great game. I mean, I'll, I'll, so it's. T- I mean, it, it was just a great. Def- it was a great performance by the 49ers, and they're rolling at the right time. It's. Uh, I know that the Packers aren't excited about seeing them. Yeah, and no. if they get four man mm-hmm. pressure again. They're going to make life a living hell for Aaron Rodgers. Now, he's got the, the goods to probably make something out of nothing, but it's no guarantees. No, it certainly isn't any guarantees, and that's why John Elway wanted to go Bradley Chubb in the draft because he went up against some good pressures and, and noticed that that was a, a, a death wish for a lot of quarterbacks, and obviously that didn't really work out if for If only he had a, an elite pass rusher already on the roster. Mm, it's true, and one that was he was going to just let walk in free agency. Yep. <laughs> a really nice play yesterday. Shaq Barrett with the uh, Baron Browning-esque interception that he had. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I didn't even know he had a pick. That was the game that I watched yeah. the least of because Same. I watched the beginning and then the game was over mm-hmm. about, you know, 30 minutes in. And I said, okay, was, this is great. Yeah, yeah. The, but the top Bowles likes to do some funky things in coverage. Like he'll he'll drop Vita Vea, all 360 wow. pounds of him in the coverage. Man. And he, dro- he dropped Shaq Barrett and then Shaq, you know, kind of reached back, got his hand on it, brought him in. Really athletic play mm, for that's, Shaq. That's great. The if, thing, is, yeah. If anyone did that in Denver they would uh, be booed big time. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, it's all well and good until this is good. This so is a Von deep Miller's dive. covering Chase Claypool. Right. Chase Claypool. Yeah. Ebenezer Ekubon covering LaDainian Tomlinson. Yep. I mean, yeah, that's, it, it just seems like we've seen the other side of those tactical risks. Yeah, Vita Vea covering Cooper Cup this coming weekend. <laughs> all right, tough. let's jump into the I comments. I don't think Bowles is going to do that. He's not that... He's good, but he's not that good. Let's jump into the comments here. First one from Lou Drock. My boys, QB question for you. If we can't get Rodgers or Wilson, how would you rank the following QB options? All right, here we go, boys. Trade for Cousins. Trade for Jimmy G. Trade for Baker. Trade for Tua. I don't know if that one's possible. Yeah, trade I think we for can just take that one. Davis Mills. Yeah. Trade for Wentz. 
go the draft. Wow. I would rank trade for Baker at number one. Ooh. Okay. Then I would go to go to the draft. Okay, I'm going to the draft number one. I went draft number one too, and then Mayfield number two. And I yes, I had Cousins and Wentz at the bottom of the list. Wait, Just, did you have Davis Mills above Cousins and Wentz? Yes. <laughs> cost matters yeah and in terms of team building look there's there are indications some that's rep- just a punt to the next yeah. year isn't it yes yeah it's gotta be yeah it kind of is but you see where mills can go but part of it is you heard jim ursay kind of alluding to guys who weren't team first and kind of the implication mm. is that carson wentz not taking the shit that the the shot was not putting the team first there are report. There are a couple a reports of in the athletic bad about reports about Carson Wentz's yeah. attitude. Yeah. yeah, and there there's a report in the athletic kind of detailing all that went wrong in Minnesota, and citing that one of the reasons why the Vikings had a low vaccination rate started with players who didn't want to run afoul of leadership in the locker room, like Kirk Cousins. And at one point, Mike Zimmer said some of the stuff these guys are listening to is just out there. Mm. And so that's why I'm thinking it's not that Cousins and Wentz aren't starting quarterbacks. But in this climate, I'm thinking of team building and that, and the cost as well. And that's why they're at the bottom of my list. Jimmy yeah. G is going to be so interesting to see yeah. how far he takes his team this year and then what they do uh-huh. after this year. He's just – like those mistakes he made in that game are just that so one, inexcusable. That one pick. Wide oh, open guy. Goodness. And it's every game. Like, yeah. if, it, if, if it's not caught, it's, dro- it's a dropped pick. Every game – there's a moment that makes you just say, oh, shit. Yep, yep. And that's with <laughs> probably the best offensive mind he's going to ever work with with right. Kyle Shanahan. And, so you got yeah. that. that's got to expect yeah. a drop-off when he's not with him. Right, the, the Shanahan-Kubiak theory that they take their quarterbacks one level above their natural state. Yep, yep. Be curious to see what Trey Lance's natural state is. Mm. Yeah. And if it one be. level above will be good enough. It will be. I and mean, I was a big Trey Lance guy. Um, I, this year has just been kind of weird for him, so hopefully yeah. it, it pays off. What if the Niners go on an upset, a run of upsets here, and go to the let's say they go to the Super Bowl? What the hell? Let's just yeah go all out. They can't move on from Garoppolo at that point, right? I think they can. I think they've been wanting to move on from Garoppolo since the last Super Bowl they lost. Here's why I think they can, Mace, is because they've been to that exact point before with Jimmy. And they still weren't sold on him because they now if they win the and Super Bowl, they win it, then, yeah. then yeah. Hey, I think they might right. have they home won't. field yes. advantage if they're playing in the Super Bowl based on the crowd the last time they played down at SoFi. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It's very <laughs> true. Uh, from Zen Bronco, my boys, thanks for the pod. You have me excited for the season next year already. I'll be at a game next year and I'll paint my head again. Yes. When I go, I will make sure to visit the bar again. Uh, but the kitchen let me down last time because they were closed early. Oh yeah, uh, we that's um, that's a, a staffing thing that a lot of people are yeah. going through right now. Yeah. We can't staff the kitchen all night anymore. Uh, anyways, he goes on and says, um, "So how long do we have to wait till we get an answer for who the coach will be? Also, if we find someone they love, do you think they will not let him leave the building?" This is a great question. We mm-hmm. haven't discussed this mm-hmm. yet. Um, let's actually just get to that right here. Uh, yep. We have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Let's say they interviewed Dan Quinn on Tuesday. He's the guy. They want him. He has three more interviews scheduled after that. Do they say, here's a contract? You got you got to let him walk because with with the they technically have to because the Rooney oh. rule, you now have mm. to to interview two minority coaches. The Broncos ha- have interviewed one so they just they simply wouldn't be able to. And what's interesting here too is they're not even in the building. They're not bringing Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore in. They're going to Dallas to interview these guys. And presumably this is the first round. I mean, right, there's every fair, indication that there there could be another round like a three a group of three finalists here. But is do you think I guess maybe there's a chance that Peyton and Quinn have a good enough relationship that he says Whatever you do, yep. don't accept an offer until I get Call you. Us Call us first. Back. Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. And uh, Mace, I agree with you. There, there yeah. has to be a second round of. I mean, there doesn't have to be, but if mm-hmm. they're really doing this inclusive search where they're they're exhausting every option, I would think you do the interviews this week. What you're probably going to wrap up your last interview Friday or Saturday this mm-hmm. week. Take Sunday off, yep. then bring in the, the group of guys, the three or four guys you want to interview next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or something like that. So I would say we're probably about one week to, to 10 days out from naming a head coach. I think we are too. And and again, unless one of these coaches who 
is still active in the playoffs. Like if, if the Rams go to the NFC Championship game and Kevin O'Connell wowed them, or if they came away from the Hackett interview saying, okay, this is the guy, and they could go all the way to the Super Bowl. Like if, if, if they don't have a coach by, I'd say, next Tuesday, then you know it's somebody who is coaching his team into the, into the championship game. Next yeah. one's from Melbourne Bronco. My boys, the YouTube pods are awesome. Camera, bonus, uh, camera angles are a bonus. If you were Dan Quinn, who would be your preferred destination? Stay in Dallas with a big pay raise from Jerry and be their next head coach. Head to Jacksonville to build a dynasty with Trevor Lawrence. Definitely not that one. Head to Denver with uh, ownership questions and no QB options, but an improving roster. It's a career-defining decision, the wrong choice, and it's career over. I'll tell you what, on the ownership with Mike Kliss, the, the report he had, and we've heard the word auction thrown around. We kind of mm-hmm. talked a little bit yep. about it last week. That means it is the highest bidder. Sure does. That means you're being bought by somebody with incredibly deep pockets. Yeah. Presumably, unless they're a particularly thrifty type of owner, someone who, if you said, I need X, Y, and Z, would say, no problem, and cuts the check and says, go get what you need. And that's attractive. I think the most attractive thing about the Broncos for Dan Quinn is his relationship with George Payton. Mm-hmm. He knows that George Payton isn't going to pull the rug out from under him. He knows that one bad, you know, heck, even if they went 2-14 and 14 next year, mm-hmm. touch wood, uh, I don't think he would get fired. By Not George by Payton. George Payton. It might you might get fired by the new by the by owner. the new owner. That's in, in that case, too. if they go two and two and fourteen or two and fifteen or three and fourteen, oh, yeah. whatever, then everybody's gone. That's that's fair. In all but likelihood, <laughs> my point is you're working with someone that you trust. Yeah, and you're saying like this. You no, know, a lot of these guys, um, for example. Vic Fangio. It's not like he had this glowing relationship with George Payton. So he went to sleep at night this whole season not knowing if he was going to be the Broncos head coach next year. Dan Quinn Mm -hmm. would sleep easy knowing he's going to have a great line of communication open with George Payton. That's the best thing you can say about the Broncos. Stay in Dallas. No. You want to be a head coach again. Um, And you're not going to just wait around for for Jerry Jones to fire Mike McCarthy. And Jacksonville, for me, is a hard pass. I would never go to Jacksonville under any circumstances. Even with Trevor Even with Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Mm, I, I think that I think Trevor Lawrence is enticing enough to bring someone there, especially yeah. a Dan Quinn where he says, I have my quarterback, now I can just focus on, you know, the team and specifically the defense. I'm good. Here's where I view Dallas a little differently. I agree. If it's to be the defensive coordinator, he's not going to do that. He mm-hmm. wants to be the guy. But if McCarthy's going to get fired to, in order to promote Dan Quinn, I think that is a better spot because you already you, have your guys. Y- yeah. y- you already have your guys, and then you, you have that owner. You don't have to wonder if the next owner is going to just write any check you want. Jerry Jones, one thing you can give him credit for is he wants to win. And now he meddles too much and stuff. But, man, anything you want, you're going to get as long as it's for the the sake of winning. And there are three other big reasons that come into play in terms of your obstacles towards success. Jalen Hurts, Taylor Heineke, Daniel Jones. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty good. As opposed to Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. That's a good point. Really great point. Yeah, Yeah, and... I just don't think that's going to happen. I, I, think I don't gonna stick with McCarthy, and then I think you go with there. I I think you guys are crazy for thinking that you can succeed in Jacksonville, and I think Trevor Lawrence is crazy for allowing himself to go there in the first. They place. literally came with within what four points of going to the Super Bowl in 2017. Yep, it's a one off lightning. It's a, in a it's a one here. yeah it's a one off. Part of the reason why it was one off is because they doubled down on Blake Bortles. Yep, and gave and, and picked up. And picked up didn't pick up his option, but they signed him to an extension. But we that, also know that was that, a mistake. We know that if you have a, a, an incredible defense, mm-hmm. you can strike you know uh, mm-hmm. in one year and make a mm-hmm. an unlikely run, mm-hmm. um, and then it all fell apart back again. I I just think, but it shows you can do it. Now they, they have to change their methodology, okay? But it shows that if you put the pieces in place you can be in that conversation to be there at the end. And that's and, and the, the if, if they didn't have that season, I'd agree with you. But the fact that they managed to act, to come that close, and really, you look back at that AFC Championship game, they should have won that game. Here's my thing is... I it think, can be done in Jacksonville. I think that an elite quarterback can elevate a shit roster, but mm. I don't know if a quarterback can become elite on a shit roster. Mm, I I would take Trevor, but, but mm-hmm. here's the thing, Ryan. You keep saying that, that you can't have success in Jacksonville. What about London? 
I think they could have success in London. I think you probably could have success. <laughs> in yeah, London. but they're doubling down on Jacksonville. They're building a new facility. They're yeah. they're de- they're actually de- so they're developing the area around their stadium, which also has a coliseum and the minor league baseball park kind of right across the street. So it's funny. Like I mean, you look at that market and say, well, why would they stay in a place that small? But Shade Khan believes in Jacksonville and is doubling down on it. So. Next one from Hip Hip Ray says, Hey guys, love the detailed work you've been putting in on the coaching search. The pros and cons of each potential head coach are definitely eye-opening, and Peyton has his work cut out for him. As for the search for the the next owner, I might have a wildcard ownership group here, but hear me out. What about Red Bull? I look at the success they had with the other sporting venues, soccer with the, the New York Red Bulls, uh, RB Litzburg, uh, Lipsig, thank you, Salzburg, and a team out of Brazil, along with brand development and extreme sports that are near and dear to our Colorado hearts. The company has estimated a value of $240 billion, and I don't see the sales of energy drinks dropping anytime soon. I also like the fact that they have an eye toward development on players, which which means we could have a very successful field product for many years to come. I don't want one year wonders anymore. Cheers, fellas. Corporate ownership, think, though, is the problem. I was going to say, yeah. you can't, a, a, a company can't own an NFL team, right? They don't want that. They yeah. want an individual involved with it. And, so the yeah. founder, I, I don't know who, if he's still involved or his, whatever. His, his, his name is Mr. Red Bull. It's, oh, it's pretty incredible. Wow. Yeah, yeah. His first name, Red, last yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, oh. Diedrich, uh, if I'm going to, I hope I don't pronounce his name. Diedrich, Diedrich, Mateschitz. Okay. M A T E S C H I T Z. Mateschitz. Mateschitz. And then yeah. you can have Empower, or uh, you could have Mateschitz yeah. Field. He, is, Red Bull he, field. he owns 49% of Red Bull. His net worth as of last October is $25.4 billion. He's wow. got the dollars. The other thing is, like, you see Red Bull branding. You couldn't rebrand the Broncos, the Bulls. Oh no! Well, but like Red Bull, New York. Uh, actually, you know what my fear would be? That they change the colors on the Broncos to red and blue, to red, yellow, and blue. That sounds awful. I hope. I not. gotta tell you, man. I mean, the the most exciting thing going on at the stadium on game days is the guys flying from the the helicopter mm-hmm. and they dip in. That's pretty cool. It would be that on steroids if it was Red Bull. Got like Sean White. No, <laughs> it would be that on Red Bull. It would be that on Red Bull. It would be taking exactly. everything you've done and. And adding a little energy to it, a little jolt, a little Red Bull. Oh, I, like my. I wonder what percentage of Red Bull sales come from um, mixing it with alcohol at bars. Mm. Oh, because goodness like, gracious. This weekend, I probably saw like 300 cans of Red Bull go down in the bars I was at. I just, who buys Red Bull outside of a bar? Because a lot of people. I feel it's like their it's, coffee substitute. I feel like yeah. it's given it for free all the time. I'm oh, like, how yeah. are they making these sales when they're just giving it away? It's true. Uh, from mm-hmm. Omaha, we got time for a couple more here. LOL, the Carolina Panthers are kicking the tires on Tom McMahon. That's it. That's the comment. So are the Chargers. This is the problem <laughs> with the NFL. Once you're in the circle, you are in way longer than you mm-hmm. deserve to be. And when you're out of the circle, it's really hard to get in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And Carolina is kind of interesting because everybody knows that uh, Matt Rule might basically be on a one-year deal at this mm-hmm. point. So his now, a huge contract, but he's got to win right now. And so, like, for example, today... The Panthers reportedly on offensive coordinator talking to Ben McAdoo. Oh, uh, yikes. Uh, uh, good, for, good for Tom McMahon. I wish him the best. Uh, I hope he gets a big contract and is there for one year and I hope he gets does. a fat deal. I will root for Tom McMahon, even though I know people are frustrated with him as a coach. I will root for him as a person wherever he goes. Did, uh, did we get any more Super Chats in here? All right. I think that's going to be all we have time for today. Uh, appreciate you guys so much. Also appreciate Green Mountain Dental Group. Several DNVR listeners have switched over to Green Mountain Dental Group uh, over the years and made them their permanent dentist. We hear all these great things about how they're treated like family. Uh, they'll call you after anything you have done to make sure you're feeling all right. If you need anything, they'll pop you right back in. And of course, when you sign up for a cleaning x-ray exam, they'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. Uh, we weren't able to get to all of your comments today, but we will get to more tomorrow. So make sure you copy and paste it over if you want us to get to it then. Um, for Zach, for Mace, I'm RK. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow on the DMVR Broncos podcast.
cat 